Champagne, Illinois native Emily Harrington coming to you from Kitchen Table Studios in the ever-evolving, sometimes boring, flatlands of Champaign-Urbana for the next podcast episode of Hyperlocals, where townies and transplants share their tales of tears and triumphs, losses and wins. So stay tuned to catch the characters behind the beloved Twin Cities of CU. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of the Hyper Locals podcast. I have another Central graduate in the house, and I didn't even know that she went to Central, and we may have overlapped because she was an 0304 grad. I was an 02 grad, so we could have gone down the very same halls. So that is very exciting. This is Miss Larcina Chapel. That's two P's and two L's. Okay. Yay. Can you say hi, Larcina? Hello. She is raring to go. She seems like an open book. She is high energy and I love it. And I like your voice. I found it. Yes. <laughs> I find it kind of soothing. Oh my gosh. I always, when I listen back to myself on voicemails, I'm like, I don't think I like how I sound. Oh, I love it. I like want to curl up in your lap and you read me a book. (laughs) Okay, so Erin doesn't want me to interject her into the story, but she is the connection between us. Mm -hmm. So Larsina, I was connected by Erin Grace Watson, my BFF, and she told me about Larsina that she has a real success story in terms of how she grew up, how she came to be, and how she ended up uh, kind of persevering against the odds. So Erin in high school, hilariously enough, had a car seat in her car. (laughs) Okay. And that's kind of like lore at Urbana High School, right? And the car seat was for your son, Ray. And Aaron met you in a teen mom program before Aaron's young lives was young lives. You were in a teen mom program at Central? No, it was uh, Youth for Christ. Okay. It was called, I don't even know how I remember that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Youth for Christ. And I believe Lisa Ferguson may have been the person to like organize it. Okay. Organize it. And, um, the mothers would meet, but then the babies would go into like the nursery. Child care, sure. And Erin was one of the providers in the nursery. Okay. So that's how she got connected with Ray before actually connecting with me. And she just took a shine to Ray. What happened was one particular day um, we had finished meeting and she had just came out afterwards and was like, he was the best baby. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what baby are you talking about? <laughs> And she was like, he's the best baby. She was like, if you ever want me to babysit outside of group, let me know. And so she gave me her phone number. And I'm thinking, I'm never going to call her. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm just in my yes. mind thinking like, okay, you know, but I took the number and I'm like, I'm probably never going to call. But 
then I think maybe the following two weeks, three weeks, I don't know the amount of time, but um, the group was going ice skating. Okay. And I couldn't go because my sister had recently had a baby and she already had a three-year-old at the time. Okay. Three-year-old and then um, Ray was two. Uh-huh. And uh, maybe he was almost even one. But anyway, my sister had just had a baby and I didn't want to leave Ray with her with three babies. Sure. So I couldn't go. And I told Lisa I couldn't go. Well, then Aaron ended up calling me and was like, I heard you couldn't go ice skating. Um, Do you want to go out for dinner? And I'm like, I don't really have any money. And she's like, I have allowance. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, no, because I don't want to owe anybody. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to pay anybody back. And she's like, no, it's fine. And I'm like, okay, well, just somewhere cheap. So we went to Burger King. It was right there on Prospect. And this is when they had the play area. And I kind of felt bad because Ray just wasn't taken to her at that time. But she didn't give up. She took them in there. And they were playing. And then we would come back out. And then it's kind of just been going ever since. She would call me after school and just ask if she come over and see us. And then we just started going over for dinner. And it just took off. And she adores Ray. Like, she adores Ray. That's her own son. Mm-hmm. And there's best, pictures. Best guy, mommy ever. Oh my gosh! And she communicates and sees Ray to this day. Mm-hmm. And Ray is how old at this time? Ray is twenty two. Twenty two years old. Twenty two. So it's been a twenty two year old relationship. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, Larcina, tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you a townie, meaning you grew up in Champaign? Yes. Born oh and my. Okay, where was elementary school? Elementary school was Booker T. Washington. Okay. Mm-hmm. Middle school, Franklin Middle School. I went to Franklin. You went to Franklin. <laughs> Franklin Middle School. So then, do you remember um, the principal, Kathy Fletcher? Mm-hmm. That was my aunt. Oh, for real? <laughs> like, whenever I did see her when I worked at Myers, um, she still would speak to me. She still really? would remember me. Mm-hmm. I was just shocked. I have not seen her in years, though. So I wonder if I was in eighth grade, you would have been in sixth. Maybe? Because um, if I graduated in 02. Uh-huh. I was supposed to graduate in 03. Um, just. Okay, how old are you? I am 38. Okay, I'm 39. So, yeah, so I was a year. I'm a year younger. Okay. Wow, that is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what was your childhood like? I'm the baby of four. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I wouldn't say I was spoiled, but I mean. You know, the baby can, I'm going to get this for you, but don't you tell the <laughs> yeah, yes. don't you tell the others. Um, I don't know. I mean, we lived in um, what is now Oakwood Trace, but it was Parkside Mansour Square at the time, which is on Bradley and I believe First Street, right? On okay. the corner, of, there's two churches. Okay, yeah. North corner church. Yeah, yeah. Um, we lived in that neighborhood, that uh, apartment complex that's, it's not that anymore, but it was right there. Okay. And um, we lived there until I was about fifth grade. Okay. And then right after I graduated fifth grade, we moved over to like a, by the Dom Warrior Boys and Girls Club. Okay. So I went there, just did normal stuff. <laughs> I mean, still kind of hung out in my old um, apartment complex. My mom would let me go there. Um, and then middle school I don't know I, I don't even really know what to say I were you to, a good girl I was a good girl we, I, my mom signed me up for NYSP camps what's that um it's like a summer camp uh that was at the university okay um and so then we would go there and we would be in teams there was so many kids I yeah. did it for I believe I did it sixth seventh and maybe even eighth grade okay in the summer but yeah, I was a good kid. Like my sister got in trouble enough <laughs> that I didn't really test my mom too yeah. much. So I didn't really get in a whole lot of trouble. Was your dad in your house? My dad was not 
in my house. I didn't really grow up close to him. Okay. Um, my sister was closer to him because she's five years older than me. Okay. Like, I knew who he was. Sure. Um, I began to kind of get close to him right before he passed when I was in eighth grade. That summer before I went to eighth grade, um, I began to watch my little brother over the summer. My dad would ask me to come over. And it still was new getting to know him. And I was nervous. I'm a nervous type person. You are? You don't see him like, oh, but we have to tell the story when you walked in the house. <laughs> so Erin should have told me this. <laughs> she said. But she peeked in my door and said, do you have any animals like cats or dogs? And I said, oh, yeah, I have a mean dog. So I do have a mean dog. Like, he's okay, but he is not well behaved. And he barks and barks and barks until the podcast guest sits down and then he's fine. Okay. So she peeked in and said, oh, my God, and turned around and walked away. I ran out. And I realized, oh, she is not kidding. I'm not. She, yeah, she does not like dogs. So that, that's part of your nerves. And I said, did you ever get bit or anything? No. <laughs> you just don't like animals. It's and you really don't I like them. I don't like them. I'm just afraid. And I don't know what is it. I just think that if the dog doesn't know me or the cat or whatever it is sure. doesn't know me that it'll maybe try to attack me or something. And I don't know where I got that narrative from because, no, I have not been attacked. I hope I don't. I'm knocking on wood right now. It won't be our dog. Let's say that. It won't be. Um. So, yes, I don't know. I Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe because in the neighborhood, like when I was elementary school. Okay. Maybe because all of the guys out there that I would see, they had these big pit bulls. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I just, they barking and got big chains, and I'm like, I'm scared. Yeah, I can <laughs> understand know, that. So maybe that's why. I just always I've been thought, bit a couple times. Oh, I can't imagine. Back I, of my knee and my hand. I'm trying to prevent it. Like, yeah, I'm just, yeah. You're being proactive. Mm-hmm, just can you just put, <laughs> put the dog on? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, oh, I it really gave me a giggle. I'm going to say that. It really did. Okay, so you're a nervous person, and you were trying to kind of meet and greet and get to know your dad while you're babysitting your little brother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when the summer was over, um, I didn't really see much of him that I can recall right now. Okay. But then um, December of 98, he passed. Oh. Um, walking pneumonia. Okay. And so... Um, it's just always been my mom. Like, my mom has been yeah. the one in my life. To some people, like, I'm more open now. I think yeah. it took me, um, honestly, like, getting away from Ray's dad to kind of open up. Not that he was, like, mean or anything, but he can be opinionated. And yeah. So it would make me second-guess myself a little bit. So oh, sure. I was like, well, if I could stand up to him. <laughs> I can make it anywhere. Can, you know, because he's cool, but he doesn't mind telling you what he thinks. Yeah. About something like whether he is his right to do it or not. Like who told you that you right. know to even say anything or it's none of your business? But he still would voice his opinion. Maybe it's out of care and that's his way of showing. But back then, I was just like, it made me second guess. So I kind of to start, I'm nervous to mm. start or just kind of shy. I like to kind of just look around. But then I'm that person that if someone's close enough to me. And we're somewhere, I, we would probably start talking. Me oh, and that person yeah, yeah. Would, would start talking. But at first, I would just kind of look around and just see where I'm at and fill out everybody. Because I mean, that's why I think Ray is so observative about your you know, son is, is introverted. Mm-hmm. Are you nervous about doing this? I was at first because I was like, I don't really know. Yeah. 
like what to expect but then i went back last night and i was like let me go back and read her first message yeah or, yeah you know and yeah. see and so when you were like it's not too serious yeah i saw so i was like okay that makes me feel a little better but sure. i even pray like lord please let you know me be able to go back and relive that yeah yeah and remember yeah like key points because you know the world gonna hear this one. you know a lot yeah. of people are gonna hear it so I, yeah i just prayed and asked god to help me be able to remember and just not i'm a rambler i will ramble on and on so are you a religious person i'm trying to be more religious. you are mm-hmm. okay when you were in high school were you religious not the way I am now. Okay. But, you know, I still always believed in God. I didn't like pray. Huh. Um, as much as I'm trying to do now. I never really picked up a Bible. But like when people would talk about God, I believe them, you know. Why do you think now it's important to you? I believe um, it's important to me because when I think about as I'm getting older and yeah. just seeing so many people close to me passing and just people in the world passing and all the evil, it makes me wonder like, okay, is, if heaven is real, I don't want to drop dead today. And then I don't have any more time to like get it right. Yeah. You know, or, or make him proud. Like again, I pray about it and just ask him because I am addicted to those social medias and, you know, when I get up in the morning, I'm like, why is the first thing I'm going to my Facebook? A hundred percent. I should be going to this daily devotion that pops up on my phone at four or five o'clock in the morning. And sometimes I do, but it's it really is hard to read it. I'm sitting on the edge of the bed trying to read it. And I'm like, Lord, forgive me, but I'm, I'm going to read it as soon as I get to my desk and I have that quiet moment because it's hard for me to read it without nodding back off, uh-huh. you know, because I can't read anything without getting sleepy. <laughs> The social media, it's like um, a reflex. Mm-hmm. I see myself going in without any intention. I don't even mean to. And I'm pressing the button. I did it this morning. I was like, uh-uh. And Put it's it not down. a good way to start. It's, it's too frenetic. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought about even enabling the... Um, the oh. app so I don't see it not that I can't go to it but when I'm going through my apps I don't want to see it because then I'll automatically click on it yeah. I haven't done it yet because I'm still working this iPhone <laughs> but <laughs> but I want to get to that point yeah mm-hmm. well you will I have a feeling you will <laughs> okay so tell me about it sounds like a pretty good childhood yeah overall I can't majorly complain I don't know if I some stuff I don't really approve of, but I don't know. I can't probably say it. <laughs> Not because I don't, I wouldn't want anyone close to me to mm. to like know that about my mom. Like that's mm. her own personal struggle that she went through. But mm-hmm. there's some things that I didn't approve of, and I think it's why I'm the way I am today. But I almost feel like it's to a fault. Like mm. I overly. I calculate my bills. I'm going to make sure, mm. okay, like I know these bills are coming out of this check. So I'm going to write all of those down. But I do that before the check comes. But then why am I rewriting it the yeah. day before? Yeah. I get, you know, the day before I get the check, that's the same thing that you already wrote. Sometimes I find two or three or four times where I have, you know, written it just to be sure because I don't want my kids to go through things being turned off sometimes you know stuff like that so so maybe observing this stuff has made you a better more responsible parent but i almost feel like it's to a fault it's like a oh obsessive uh-huh yeah to a certain extent 
I understand you're just super careful. All my friends are like, that's one thing she gonna she gonna calculate. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are worse things. I'm like, well, you already know. Or my friend will be like, why are you recalculating? Because I thought this bill was this much, but it's not. So now I want to re yeah, yeah, write yeah. everything so that I know. And a lot of people are like, I need to be more like that. I'm like, just try my way one time or two times. And if it doesn't work, then, okay, go back to your way. But just yeah. try my way because it really does work. Do you feel like you grew up fast? Like you're saying you're babysitting for your little brother. You're worried about bills or whatever, or the lights going off. Do you feel like you had to be responsible more responsible than normal um or do you feel like you got to be a kid i feel like i got to be a kid up until maybe 14 okay so let's go to 14 maybe even 13 13 or 14 yes are we still a franklin knight or are we a maroon at this point i was a franklin knight okay so 13 14 so i would say 14 okay and what happened at 14 this is when it all goes downhill for most people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my sister um had a baby okay when i was 14 she was 18 about to be 19 okay um she had a baby and then shortly after she went to job corps so it was just you know she left her baby there with me and my mom um so then i kind of had when my mom go to work I, like over the summer it was like a, she started in summer so then over the summer i'm at home with my nephew so uh, until my mom would get off of work. Mm. So I feel like that part, maybe I had to grow up because um, I had to like take care of him. But it didn't feel like work then. Like I love my nephew. That was oh, like my baby. It was know? like a novelty. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it wasn't like I felt like, oh, I don't want to stay in the house with him. No, my mom got to go to work or she'll call me downstairs and then I'll just maybe sleep in her bed or go in my sister bed yeah and then sleep in there with you know until he wake up and then just i would call cookie over raise dad and be like you'll come over i got tay you know i got tay this uh this weekend or i yeah. got tay tomorrow so come over early <laughs> you know when you wake up come over early and help me with him so and you so, met raised dad in middle school i met him in middle school Okay. Mm-hmm. At the Boys and Girls Club. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So he's playing basketball. You think he's really cute? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't like him. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> I didn't like him. Mm-mm. I didn't like him. He just kind of <laughs> grew on me. <laughs> Did he like you? I think he liked me. He One of the friends has said that he liked me. And I was like, mm, I don't know. He just had some big eyes. And I'm like, no, I don't like him. When did you start dating um maybe like a few months after the friend told me okay because i already and you're 13 i was 14 okay 14 at the time i already had like a little boyfriend i guess okay (laughs) call it that um and so yeah i just he would just come over all the time like they would follow us it would be me and my friends walking home from the boys and girls club and then some of his friends and we would all just be standing out on my um porch oh my gosh and then my mom would be like all right it's time for y'all to go you know right the street lights are on <laughs> uh-huh. see ya so um it was kind of like that and he would um he just kept coming around he just kept coming around and then i think he might have wrote me a letter <gasps> that's nice he might have wrote me a letter Lorsine, I think you're pretty. Do you want to be my I girlfriend? What the letter said. Oh my god! I gosh. don't remember what the letter said. I really don't. But I know that. Um, I haven't thought about this in a long time. Um, but he won you over eventually. He won me over because he was nice. Oh, that's and nice. consistent. Now that I think about it. 
But he was 16? He was 16. Yeah. And you're 14? And I was 14. So does that mean he was in high school? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But eventually you get to the same school. Yep. Okay. I was, oh, was he 17? No, 14? When I was in ninth grade, he was a senior. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So he was quite a bit older. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you develop a romantic relationship. Did your mom approve of him? Yeah, I think she might have thought he was a year younger. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she approved with him not knowing his age. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me how you find out that little Ray's coming. So um, it was like the end of February. And I'm like, okay, I haven't started. So I was like, maybe I'm going to wait till the beginning of March because... I just hear hearing friends say, like, your menstrual can shift and kind of change, you know. So I was like, maybe it's going to come at the beginning of March. So then the beginning of March came and I was like, okay, well, it's not here. So maybe it's just it's going to come at the end like it normally does. So now we're at the end of March and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm Uh-oh. telling my friend, like, we would talk about it. And I'm like, it still hasn't happened. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I am, you know, because at the time I'm 15. So I'm like. I don't know if I am. So then I called Planned Parenthood. Uh, maybe this might have now been the beginning of April. Okay. And I um, called Planned Parenthood and I told them, I was like, um, I just explained the story. And I was like, um, I want to come there, but I don't want my mom to know. I was like, I do have a medical card because they asked me at the time. I tried to get it out of her purse, but I couldn't find it. She went outside for a little bit <laughs> and I tried to go in there and find it and I couldn't find it. And I did call them back and tell them like I couldn't find the it. health insurance card. And they still let me come. come in. They still let me come. I believe it was maybe a few days later. Oh, no. And I just I took a P-test and it lit up. It lit up. And then what did you feel? I cried. Yeah, I cried. Who was the first person you told? Was he there? Was the dad there with you? One of my close friends at the time, Audrey. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what happens after that? Who'd you tell first? Um, I told him after that. He's like, no, you're not. You're just not <laughs> believing me. I'm like, yes, I am. These people. Like, I'm not just saying this. I went and took a test. Right. And they told me that I am. And he was just acting like he was in denial or something. And so I just made him leave because I was just upset at that time. Sure. Um, I made him leave and then um, I didn't tell anybody until like my friend every time I would call her like we learned that on the house phone there's two if it's two different phones if the other person doesn't hang up you can't click over okay so when I would call her mom would answer and then she would call her name for her to grab the other phone but she'd get on did you tell her and I'm like wait until your mom hangs up please like click over try to click over that would be our thing try to click over then you would know that she hung up and I think the mom overheard her or maybe she told her mom I don't think she did but she would always get on and be like did you tell your mom yet Uh -uh. and I'm like girl you gotta make sure your mom hung up first and so um I think at that time I may have told my sister I don't know I can't remember if I told my sister or not I think I did though because my mom came home Mm. she had went out um, partying that night and when she came home she was like I heard something and I don't appreciate it and it better not be true and it was from my friend's mom sure had went up to her and was like don't go home hitting on her or anything but just ask her about it okay and so that's when she came home she was like and I'm gonna take you up there and it better not be true and I called my sister that night and I was like I think she knows <laughs> like I'm scared I'm like can you talk to her because at the time it felt like 
she was like closer to my mom than me. Even still now that I think about it, they've always been a little closer than me and her. And so I'm like, can you just talk to her and just kind of see what she's thinking? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think maybe the next day, next couple of days, my sister talked to her and she's like, she says she's going to take you. And if you are, then um, Cookie can't come back around. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, so then I don't remember the time frame. Sure. But she ended up taking me to Christie Clinic to do the blood. Okay. And then um, I remember them drawing blood. And then after that, I just know that I just had another appointment. I never, like, knew yay or nay. I don't know if, if a piece of mail was supposed to come, but I already knew anyway before the blood. Yeah. But then they just end up scheduling me another appointment. And when I went, it was just that first initial prenatal prenatal appointment. Did they tell you how far along you were at that point? Um, I believe so. I believe I was about 12 weeks. Okay. So you're about three months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Soon as I found out, I started throwing up and having. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> okay, so you knew. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't until like I. It's like once my mom knew or something, it just oh. triggered something, and I just started having morning sickness, and and it, I wouldn't have been able to hide it had that been happening. Before. Sure. But um, after that first appointment, my next one, I was 17 weeks, and I was getting my first sonogram, and it was a boy. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Who was with you for the sonogram? My mom. So did your mom come around? We never had a conversation You're about it. Me. We never had a conversation about it. It was just I'm assuming maybe she got the mail and got the results. No. But way. she never said anything. And then um I know that uh we had scheduled that next appointment. I went matter of fact, I went by myself to that appointment to get the sonogram, but she was the first person I came home and I, I gave it to her. But we never had a conversation, but then she just was on board but i like because we didn't talk about it uh-huh i still was hiding it so i didn't want her to see it i would wear loose sweaters clothes, and stuff yeah. and i would like she would be sitting in a chair like how i am and i would be flat ironing her hair and i'd be standing back because i wouldn't like as my stomach was getting bigger i didn't want my stomach to bump against her because in my mind i felt a little shamed and i didn't want her to feel as if i was throwing it in her face why do you think there was never a conversation about it you weren't the first sister to have a baby. Mm-mm. But I think maybe because of the age. Okay. Um, because of my age. And then one of my friends before that had had a baby at 14. So when she was just like, what, you trying to be like her? And I'm like, no, I'm really not. Um, it's just kind of like lack of knowledge. She didn't want to yell at you. She wasn't supportive per se. So just be quiet about it. I just didn't talk about it. And then I just started going and scheduling my own appointments. And, but I would, she would ask me, you know, like what they say, you know, like I would just be like, oh, they didn't say nothing. Or if I didn't say anything to her about it, we just didn't talk about it. When you showed her the sonogram, did you see any expression? I don't remember. Hmm. I don't remember, but I do know it was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about it being a boy? I almost wanted a girl because I'm thinking like, I'm scared to have this baby, so I'm probably not going to have another one. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, I was right. hoping it was a girl, but I'm like, it's a boy. So, I mean. It okay. is what it is. It yeah. just still didn't like register. And what's Cookie doing while you're pregnant? Saving a bunch of money? He was working. I wouldn't necessarily say he was saving, but he was still working. Okay. And I guess just being a, a older teen, I guess at that time, he was just working and that was it and was he supportive out. he was supportive up until like seven months okay seven months um something shifts 
Yeah, the same friend, she told her mom, she doesn't really eat. So the mom has started having me come over on Sundays to have Sunday dinner. And this particular day, my friend came and got me early because um, at the time she wasn't supposed to tell me because her mom was like, just some things you don't tell people. She saw him standing outside of talking to a girl. And then all of a sudden when she looked again, she didn't see them anymore. So she didn't know if he was in the house or if he had left. So she came and got me early, and she's like, let's just sit on the porch and see. And then I seen him come out of there, and oh, I, I was God. like, what are you doing? You know, asked him what he was doing. Was um, he with the girl when he came out? The girl, no, he's by himself. Okay. Because the girl parent or something must have pulled in the driveway, but they go in the back of the house. So he came out in front. Okay. And so um, when I called his name. And he realized it was me. It took him a long time to get down there, but he was coming up the street. And I was just asking him what he was doing over there. He said, we were just talking. We were sitting on the porch. I wasn't in the house, but there was bushes around. So if I would have walked down there, I would have been able to see. But she couldn't let her mom know that she told me. Okay. And so um, I was like, I'm going to ask her. And he was like, don't ask her. If you say something to her, I'm not going to talk to you no more. And I said something to her because after he ended up leaving, um, like a few minutes later, she came out. And was trying to lock the fence and I walked down there and I asked her and um she must have told him and he came around to my house and he had an attitude with me and we did not talk until wow. the day after I had Ray I would ask my mom like can you tell him because I would call his name when he would come over and he would um just keep walking like I wasn't talking so sometimes I'm like mom can you call him and she'll call his name and when he realized it was me that wanted him he would just turn around and walk away like I would be going that way towards the boys and girls cup he'll be on the other side of the street coming this way I would just look at him just to see like how can you just walk not not even look my way like how could you just walk past and you didn't do anything bad bad. but he held that grudge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so um I think my mom might have told him that I was in labor because I didn't tell him. Um, But he was there. He was in the room. Oh, he was. The whole time. Like, but we just wasn't talking. I was in the bed, which I had. I had medications that had me in and out. So I was like, when I would wake up and see, you know, I still woke up because I had, I had natural labor. Um, I think they just gave me new bane to help relax me because I got there like two or three in the morning. Okay. And so um, I would be asleep and, you know, waking up with pains. And I would see him sitting over there with one of his best friends. But we didn't actually talk. Um, the only thing I said to him was when it was time for me to push Ray out and Ray came out and they laid him there. I was like, look at him. And he still wasn't even saying anything. But he was just looking at Ray. And so at that moment, I was like, you know what? This is my baby. You know what I mean? Like, this is my baby. So the next day, he was just blowing my phone up, blowing my phone up. But I wouldn't answer because Mm. I knew he wanted to come up to the hospital. But I was thinking, like, how dare you just walk past me? Okay. Um, Like, I didn't mean anything. And so my mom called, let him come up there. I don't care about nothing you're saying, lady. Really? It took me all day. That's when I think it hit me um, that I was really a mom because I was just sitting there looking at him. It was just me and him the next day. And I was just sitting there looking at him. Like, oh, my God, he's really mine. Yes. I don't know. It was something that clicked with him. And maybe because I breastfed, too. I breastfed Ray for about six months. Okay. Um, But at that time, I was just like, "Mm -mm, I'm not talking to him. Like, it was so easy for him not to talk to me. Yeah. My mom was just begging me, begging me. And so then I um, finally let him come up there. And then we just have been talking ever since. Okay. Mm -hmm. Did it get romantic again? 
Mm-hmm. We kind of just like got back together. Okay. Mom would then let him spend the night. I don't think she was worried about me having another baby. At <laughs> he could spend the night now. <laughs> but um, yeah, we ended up back together, kind of off and on until Ray was six. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, going back to school, were you going to school when you were big and pregnant? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you stayed in school until you delivered? Mm-hmm. How does that work? Are you allowed to come right back to school? I don't remember the rules. Um, well, I had right November 7th. Okay. So then I was out of school until it was time to go back in January because there was no point in me coming back yeah. right before Christmas Thanks. break. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so um, I was out, you know, the six weeks, but then it was like really close. So then I just stayed out for the Christmas break and then came back when everybody came back in January. And who watched Ray? Cookie. Because at that time he had graduated right before I had Ray. Okay. So Ray's dad watched him all day. He, uh-huh. Okay. While you went to school. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would just call them on my breaks because they would let me go into um, a little office, like, you know, where Mr. Drake. And, mm-hmm. and, um, God, I, I know. know. Mrs. Shepard. Mrs. Shepard. You know, where their side of the office was, but then there's the other side. Is that the counselors? Was okay. that the counselors over there? It was like a room in between the, the two or something. I don't know. It was something right there. It was a room. I felt like I can get to it through from both sides. Okay. Like, and I, they would let me go in there and pump. No way. Mm-hmm. They let me come and go in there and pump. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's when I would call Cookie because it was a phone in there. Yeah. And I would hear Ray crying and then I would just call my mom and just act like I didn't feel good so I could go home. Really? And I think that's why I got behind. Okay. As far as um, school goes. Because like, that kinda, wasn't your priority anymore. I would just want to go home. I mean, I still went to school. Yeah. But um, I think it wasn't until like junior year that I realized, okay, uh, no, maybe it was senior year. Okay. Junior year, so I finished out my sophomore year, and then because I I got pregnant, a beginning of ninth grade. Okay. So then we went through. I went through the whole summer, had him in November. So now I'm in tenth. So then I finished out tenth grade, and then when I went back, that's sophomore year. Okay. Mm-hmm, okay. When I went back for junior year. Um, I was kind of messing up then. Was there any shame or like sideways looks when you're walking through the halls of school and you're big and pregnant? Did you feel that at all? Mm-mm. No. Did you have I to? I don't even te- know how I didn't, but I didn't. Did you have to tell anyone in terms of like the administration that I was pregnant? Yeah. I think I did because I was in a class that I took instead of PE. Okay. It was early development. I childhood think. development? No, it wasn't even childhood development. It was a, a lady that came. Her name was Mrs. Early. And she came. It's like, as soon as you went up the stairs at Central, I feel like it was like a classroom off to the side. And was it for teen moms? Mm-hmm. Wow. It was a few of, a couple of us in there. Several of us in there. What several? Like, maybe four. Oh, my God. Okay, so you don't feel shame at school it's obviously not that abnormal if there's a whole classroom dedicated Mm -hmm. you feel a little bit at home but your mom kind of comes around Mm -hmm. so junior year you're back in school but it's not working out i would say it's not working out because at that time i just didn't have a lot of clothes i gained a little bit of weight sure him Although I went back down to my size, but I think just over the summer and yeah. just, I had picked up some weight over that summer. So when I went back, I'm like, okay, 
I only had a, a limited amount of income. Cookie only had a little bit of income, but he would, you know, he bought me shoes and bought me stuff to go back to school. Um, but I hadn't, still hadn't worked my first job yet. Okay. So it was like kind of on Cookie, and maybe my mom just a little bit to give me the stuff I needed. But I didn't have a lot, so sometimes I would be like, I really don't want to rewear mm. what I've worn. So I would just be like, I'm gonna call my mom and just tell her. Like, my, my son is still hurt from the baby. But, <laughs> you know, or just, you know, I would really sometimes oversleep too. I just kind of. Yeah. And so I missed a lot of school because of that. It sure. wasn't like any real reason other than, um, I don't know if it's just in the black community, but, you know, we are very judgmental when it comes to like what a person is wearing. And, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm, like the brands and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like. You didn't feel confident. Uh-uh. I was like, I can't. I don't have a whole lot. I don't even know if I had even five pairs of jeans to get through the week at that moment in time. In my sure, life. sure. Prior. But when I gained that weight, you know, money has to be used somewhere else. So mm-hmm. I, I went and bought like I'm a person that, OK, you get a dark pair of jeans, light pair of jeans, mm-hmm. black, you know. So but I'm like. I can only swap this out. Like, okay, maybe I'll have to wear a long shirt so that they don't know that this is the same pair of pants. But nobody would have known at that time. I always believe you don't have to wear your struggle. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to know that maybe I don't have a whole bunch of stuff because I'm going to make the stuff I got look nice. Yeah. So I would miss a lot of school like that my junior year. So then it wasn't until my senior year that I realized, okay, even though this is my fourth year in school, the credits don't match. Uh-oh. And I'm like, this still say junior. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. So I go down there like, what's going on? Um, because this is my senior year. And then it just dawned on me that, okay, all of that school you was missing, you weren't able to catch up. Oh, my. So, like. No one had a conversation <clears throat> with you about it? Like, look, Larsina, you're not going to graduate. This is no, not your not senior at that time. year. Not at that time. It wasn't until I feel like I was, it was when I noticed it, and I went oh and said something. Then that's when they broke it down for me, like the amount of credits. So I knew it was like as it was getting. It might have even been maybe the beginning of the second semester or like ending of the first, because then I just like just got on my stuff. But it still was too late. But I was like, I don't want to just completely tank. So I just did my very best okay. um, that last year of senior year. But I even signed myself up for summer school and oh. then I knew I would have to go back. So that way, when I kicked it to my mom, I could tell her like, mom, I don't have enough credits, you know, but I did sign up for, the, you know, so I would yeah. have a whole plan to tell her. Yes. And so that's what I ended up doing. I knew I was like, OK, I want to just finish out the classes that I am doing um, and then just go and finish like that. Was it important to your mom that you graduated? Mm-hmm. But I still feel like maybe in a sense because I had a baby, she was just like, okay, was well, she not she grown, but you know, like she's. Uh, what can I do? It's she's on her own. That's mm-hmm. fine. Okay. But I, I kind of wish that she would have still pushed me. Yeah. Because if she would have still pushed me, I would be like, okay, I can't play. Yeah. Around, you know. But anytime I call her and, and told her I overslept, she probably would be like, <sighs> but she still would call me. Mom, can you call up there and tell them I don't feel good or something like that? And she just still would. Mm. Um, if Ray did that to you, what would you say? I ain't play around with Ray like that. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't. Yeah. Because. You know, like I told him, you already are beating the odds because me and your dad already had you. Yeah. At this age or, you know, whatever age he was. And so I'm like, it's just not an option. 
okay. not an option. So you're a little tougher on Ray. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did you end up graduating high school? I did. Um, what I did was um, I went to summer school, and okay. I think I did one class, maybe one or two classes in summer school, and then I think I had two classes left, two or three, and I went to storefront. Okay. And then I finished. Is Storefront still around? I don't know. But I remember that name. (laughs) Storefront, I went there and then I ended up finishing. Because at first, I was going to go back to Central. But then I just went into this whole defensive mode of if I go back and anybody say anything to me about me not graduating, I'm going to snap on them. Like, you know, yeah. I'm do the, you know, just saying what I'm going to do. And your friends are gone. Like, the people in your class are gone. But I still knew some, I knew the next. Um, yeah, the lower class. The lower class. I yeah. knew them. I knew some of them. And so I think maybe that's who I might have been thinking about. Yeah. Um, if they say anything, I'm probably going to get into a fight, you know, because I'm I'm not going to, you know, allow anybody to talk about me. So then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go back to Central. I'm going to go back to Storefront because I do want my son to see me walk the stage, whether it be a year or not. At mm. least I'm going back and doing it. Yeah. And so that's what I did. Did you get in a lot of fights? I did not. Did you get any fights? Uh, nope. Okay. All right. So you walked the stage. Mm-hmm. Ray saw you. Ray was four. Okay. Why was that important for you to have him see you? Just to kind of set an example. I mean, I didn't know if he would remember, but yeah. still I was like, I just want to have that picture, have that diploma to show him. Yeah. Because it was still like at my arm's reach. It's not like I had let years go by. Like I still was like in the system Yeah. because it had only just been that I was supposed to graduate that prior year. So just go ahead and do your summer school, sign up for this and just go ahead and finish. It's just like what we were talking about before we started recording is when you're telling Ray, get this job, do this. You don't want that much time to pass mm-hmm. where it's so far out of his reach. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. So you end up graduating. Ray gets to see you. Mm-hmm. What's cookie doing? He's watching Ray. Um, he has Ray. Are you still together romantically? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we were. How's that going? Um, it was like off and on. Okay. <laughs> I was, I don't know. Cookie has this thing. He's very stubborn and opinionated. So yeah. like, I feel like he was controlling, not in the sense of you better not do this. But if somebody has something to say about what you do, you tend to still just be like, okay, let me just... Second, let me make sure I have all my T's crossed, all my I's. And not to make him sound like a bad person, but that's just my experience with him. I feel like he's still like, why would you do that? Like, you know, so it would make me second guess. So um, that started to annoy me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It started to annoy me, but then I I began to get attention from someone else. So I kind of was communicate with that person. Okay. And like hang out with that person. Also, too. Like, feeling like he was, too. It was just... We was just young. You were just drifting apart. Yeah, we were, like, starting to drift apart. Okay. What happens after you graduate high school? After I graduate, I get my first job. Okay. Um, I worked at Super Kmart. Oh, my <laughs> Where God. I remember Super is. Kmart. <laughs> is he still the sole daycare provider for you? Cookie? Like, you're making the dough? I went, and I wanted to get a job. I'm like, I want to get a job. And so what he did was he would, yes, watch Ray. And then his mom um, would 
pitch in some days too so that she could get a babysitting check and she would always just give it to him mm. um just because you know he at home with his baby all day um i was at school the first half of the day and then the second half so then once i graduated it just kind of like stayed like that for a minute but he still always had money i don't know where he would get his money from but he still had money he still would go out and buy shoes he still would come home with stuff and buy his stuff but i really can't say that i know from the 2004 when I graduated, I really can't remember until January of 05 when he started at Plastic Pack. So he's okay. been at Plastic Pack or staff management since January of 05. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Was he a good um, daycare provider mm-hmm. and dad? Like yeah. you felt comfortable with Ray with him mm-hmm. day in and day out. Like I learned stuff from him. He had nieces and nephews at that time. Cookie comes from a family of his mom had 11 kids. Oh, my gosh. So he was around kids before me. So that's why I would be like, come over and help me. Yeah. How do you swaddle? How do you change a diaper? Mm -hmm. So he knew how to like take care of baby and just kind of look after them. So when I had Ray, it just came natural to him. Wow. Like it wasn't like I got comfortable. I learned how to baby talk from him. No way. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Do they have a good relationship today? I want it to be a little better. Yeah. Like, I feel like Ray is an adult, and so Cookie just kind of lets him do his thing. Yeah. But I want him, which I'm going to, like, have a talk with him now. Like, what you think about him and what you say still matters. Oh, yeah. So it's like I kind of want him to, like, have that talk with Ray, too, about, like, what he wants to do in his future. Not just me. He's going to know it came from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want him to still have that talk, too, because he just kind of... Like, hey, man, what's up? Like, you know, and they just kind of talk about what's going on in that moment. But I don't know if they're having the talks about the future. Yeah. So I want him to do that. But Ray can call him for anything. Um, He'll just sometimes just stop by. Ray will go outside, come back in with a bag. And I'm like, what's that? He'll be like, my dad bought me some basketball shorts. Or um, my dad, I asked my dad, could I wear his shoes? Like if Ray go over there and get, because Cookie is a shoe head <laughs> oh and so if Ray go over there and say oh dad can I wear those he'll let him wear them and usually just let him keep them as long oh. as like especially in, in high school if he was doing good grades was good he can have them I don't care like oh. you know he'll end up not making them give them back right so that's sweet mm-hmm. that is sweet okay so you are now a CMA or a certified medical assistant mm-hmm why was it important to you after graduation to become a professional if i can say that um we start we go from kmart we went from kmart to then meyer okay i worked at meyer from may of 2005 until uh september of 2014. oh my gosh <laughs> You guys have some longevity in your jobs. (laughs) And I only... What did you do at Meijer? I was a cashier. It paid every week. I was able to pay my bills. Um, I had the schedule I wanted because it worked around Ray's school schedule. I would take Ray to school. I would say like uh, 725 or something like that. He would have to be at school. I would go home and get dressed and get ready to be at work at 9 from 9 to 5. He could be at the after school program. I would have to pick him up before 6. Okay. So that... It was just, you know how you just, I know this. It like, just you know, worked. It just, uh, it was no thought. Um, it wasn't like horrible enough for me to go and try to find another job. So I just stayed and I'm like, it's right up the street from my house because I live right by Judah Christian. It's right up the street from my house. Um, 
You and Ray live in a house together. We live uh, right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It just worked for me. Sure. Like I said, it wasn't horrible. I had some friends there that um, I work with. I bet you're a great cashier. We did that. <laughs> I tried. I did that for eight and a half years. But then the last six months that I was there, I um, ended up working back in like by the pharmacy. Oh, okay. And I, I could no longer um, cashier because... And I didn't know if I would talk about it, and I'm not going to get deep into it, but um, when Ray was 14, I had ended up getting, no, 13. I had ended up getting pregnant with my second baby because I had then met um, my daughter's dad, which that was his baby too, um, at Meyer. I met him oh, at okay. Meyer. I ended up getting pregnant with a son who I got all the way to full term, and I, I lost him. He was stillborn. Oh, no. Um, he was stillborn. You know, I think I remember this from Aaron. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what stillborn means? Stillborn means that um, he was already not alive when I pushed him out. Did you know that? Okay. So on Christmas of 2013, you know, Ray opened up his gifts, things like that. And then I cooked breakfast. And once I sat down, I was like, I don't really remember if I felt him move that much. So it was all day Christmas where I was like kind of feeling a little bit of movement. But then when I would feel the movement, I would have pains. And I'm like, I don't know if this is labor. They're not, the times are not like consistent. So I was just kind of waiting. My back was hurting. And the day had been going by and I just was having these pains. And I would feel them just gliding and moving a little bit. But when I think back, maybe that was him in his last struggle because Uh, the cord was around his neck. And it was around my baby's leg. mm -mm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know until, like I thought maybe I was going into labor. So... I went home and I was like, Mom, if these pains wake me up, I'm going to call you. So um, I just kept waking up in the middle of the night, going to the restroom, just having pains. And I'm like, you know, I can't take it. So I just called her and we got to the hospital about maybe 2 o'clock in the morning. And that's when they were trying to hook me up to the monitors where they were like, okay. I'm like, yeah, you can usually find this RB down here. Um, but they couldn't. So they were like, we'll have the doctor come in and do a sonogram. I'm getting a little worried. But then again, I'm just still like, maybe they don't know what they're doing. You know, still not knowing. How far along were you? I was nine months. I had oh five my days. God. Until I was due. And it wasn't until she came in and did the sonogram that I was kind of watching her face. Not necessarily watching Yeah, sure, the sure. Like you can tell she just didn't know how to tell me oh. when I look when I look back on it. And she was just like, no, I don't see any signs of life. And it didn't even hit me when she said it. But I was like, I can't breathe. I'm like, I got to sit up. So I sat up. And I, when I looked over at my mom, I seen her welding up with tears. And so I was like, I need to use the restroom. And it was when I got in the bathroom that it all just hit me what was going on. Yeah. Just wondering what happened. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? Like seriously? Because you don't like. There's no way. There's no way that it's at the time is December 26th. I had him on December 26th. I was due January 1st. There is no way. And they even had a specialist come because I just wasn't taking no for an answer. Oh my god! He came and sonogram for at least 15, 20 minutes. And I'm just like, there's no possible way. And so then they had me. They made me comfortable. I ended up having him. And it wasn't uh-uh. until I pushed him out that the doctor was like, the cord. And that's how we knew. But the whole time I still was praying, like, God, please just let this be a miracle, baby. Just let them just not have it right. Yeah. Um, 
But they were right. They um, didn't know until he came out that it was the cord. Out. So that's why I didn't end up getting the autopsy or anything like that. Oh, God. Because um, when I pushed him out, the cord had kind of tore the skin off his neck and it was really tight. You could see the, the ring around his leg. And it was because he was face down, he was ready. Oh, my God. Um, How'd you recover from that? I think the only thing that made me recover is because I lost him December 26th. And then um, I found out I was pregnant with Layana in April. So that meant I got pregnant in February. December, January, February. Okay. So I got pregnant like two months later. And so then, like, I'm scared again because there's a whole nother cord in there. And, and that's what also made me feel a little bit better because it was like, you nothing this is you nothing I could, did. You know, and that was the most healthiest I had ever been. I was on blood pressure medicine prior. Um, I was off of blood pressure medicine. I didn't gain a lot of weight. Like, I feel like that was the healthiest I had been other yeah. than when I was pregnant with Ray. And so um, I just kept telling myself, like, okay, like, you can't worry and stress too much because then you're going to stress this baby out. Like, you don't want God to put you through that twice. Like, no, you can't. So I just tried to, like, stay strong because I knew I had another baby in there. But the doctor that delivered Reese, I picked her as my doctor for Liana because I was like, when I have one of those moments where I am, like, overly afraid and just need to just vent, cry, whatever, I need someone that knows what I went through. Mm -hmm. So I chose her. She ended up one doctor's appointment, gave me her cell phone number um, and explained her story. She had been through something similar to me. And so she understood and she made the choice to get Liana out at 37 weeks. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Liana was measuring small. So they had me scared, but they was monitoring the cord at Carl. And I was, I was having two appointments a week Yeah, um, toward the end of the pregnancy. So they were like, making sure they were crossing T's dot I's. And maybe she did that because I did hear that she um, was crying when she left out the room. People were telling me that. And I ended up um, meeting one of the nurses that um, when I was getting ready to deliver him, all my family was like, she can't have a C-section. Like, you know, we want her to, you know, you can't get the baby out. And I'm like, I'm scared to go under the knife. Like, none of them is even asking me how I feel. Like, I mm. want to just wait because they put me through labor. Let's just wait and see because I, I ended up getting the epidural. I'm like, let's just wait and see Yeah. if he comes down on his own. But I don't want to go under the knife. And so she was right there. And she was like, you know, it doesn't matter about anybody. Like, it's about you and what you want to do. This is your experience. And I just always had remember her. But I didn't know her name. I thought her name was Casey. Mm -hmm. But it was Kelsey Brownfield. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I want to send something to that lady. I'm like, I don't know if she was a nurse. But I'm like, I don't know her name. So I never did. Do you know Full Circle? Um, when I went to apply for this uh, CMA program in 2019, I went for my interviews out at the fields. And they were like, if you get a second interview, that means you get to meet the instructors. So I was waiting, waiting, waiting. They were calling people back that had um, got there after me. And I'm like, okay, um, if they call one more person, you know, I'm about to get up and say something. So I was like, do you know how long it's going to be? Um, and they were like, okay, they're going to come and get you next. When I got back there, um, the lady was like, this is Kelsey. And I'm like, okay. So she asked me, what made you decide to sign up for the CMA program? And I'm like, well, I did some classes, but I ended up losing a baby really late in my pregnancy. I'm like, and so it just kind of got pushed to the back burner. And she was like, you look familiar. Oh, and my I'm like, God. Do I? <sighs> I think she might have asked me, were you like 39 weeks? 
And so I'm looking at her. I'm like, are you who I think you are? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, I'm going to explain the story. And I, I explained the story of what the person said to me. And so she started welling up with tears. It was her. Wow. It was her. And we just started crying. I was like, oh my God. I was like, can I hug you? I'm like, for the first six months to a year, I wanted to send something up there, uh, but I thought your name was Casey. Oh my God. And it was Kelsey. She was pregnant at the time. <gasps> um, about seven or eight months pregnant at herself. And um, I was like, you were the only one that was listening to me that day. Mm-mm. You were the only one listening to me that day. And I just really thank you for that. And even though I feel as if God is real, it just let me know. This is another way of letting me know that God is real because he allowed me to be able to do that. And she was like, "Um, you were so strong that day. Mm. And I'm like, I didn't feel like it. She was like, I'll never forget you. Mm. And like we we sat there for at least 30 minutes. Were there other people in the room? Oh, Oh, my God. Gosh. I was going back there to meet one. She was like, this is this is my baby. I started this. That's how I knew I was supposed to be a CMA. Wow. She's like, I started this program where they take you through a 12-week program at Carl. They teach you the job. They pay for you to get um, certified as long as you pass. But then if you don't pass, then you have to pay for it yourself. But then they place you. You do class days and you do um, like hands-on at different departments. And she's the one that found it and started the actual CMA That's training wild. program. And I was like, it was meant. And I felt like leaving there that even if I didn't get in the program, I'm like, that was a weight lifted off me. Like, Oh, my gosh. Who would have thought? And I said, and I said, are you the only instructor here? And she said, no. I'm like, it was meant for me. Yeah. You weren't ready yet. And that's why. Or you weren't available. That's why I, I had been sitting out there all that time because it was meant for me to see you. Yeah. It was meant for us to have this moment. And like, that's yeah, so it gives me chills crazy. when I'm just thinking about it. I was like, I remember telling them, I'm like, uh, I was like, I don't know if that was you, but I heard two um, nurses or two people in there cleaning him up because my <laughs> baby's Nana still asked, can y'all clean him up, put him in his swaddler, you know, just still treat him as if he was here. And they, they washed him up. I'm like, and I can hear them in there sniffling as they were like washing him up in the bathroom. She was like, that, that, that is was so terrible. She was like, that was me. That is just heartbreaking story. Mm-hmm. But, but kind of a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because it led you where you are today. Mm-hmm. I got Liana because God gave me her. And I feel like he did that because he knew I needed someone to need me. Yeah. Like, I would cry and say, like, everybody's going on with their life. And here I am still struggling, not knowing that I end up getting pregnant right after. But I was just like, um, he knew I needed someone to need me. And who better than, we call her Pootie. Pootie Poot. <laughs> who better than Pootie Poot? Yeah. <laughs> um. And I'm 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 glad, and so I I call her my rainbow baby. But yeah. at the time, I didn't even um, know what a rainbow baby was. She just at four years old gravitated to rainbow, and then I heard someone say it, and it was like it's it's a baby born after yeah um, stillborn miscarriage yes a lost baby like, yeah there's another sign of God because what would make her just she loved rainbows. It's not like I put it on her and yes. knew she just at four years old I want a rainbow unicorn party. And that's my rainbow baby. And I'm like, oh my God. It's no wonder that you've kind of gravitated towards religion mm-hmm. um, and want that to be at the forefront of your life because it sounds like there's so many spiritual aspects going on in your life. Mm-hmm. 
of things to think back on about okay my life is really not that bad when I'm complaining about stuff your life is really not that bad if you can get through losing a baby at nine months uh-uh and still be sane yeah yeah it gotta be so so what my goal is now is to okay yes I'm I'm religious but I need to know God's story. Like, yeah. I, I'm not familiar with the Bible. That's the part that I struggle with. And I, I tell my friends, I'm like, you know, I want, I need to learn how to read that Bible and understand it. And they're like, God knows your heart. No, but there still is a handbook. There mm-hmm. is still things that you are required to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, he can't just only know your heart. You still got to do stuff. Right. You know, and so, I don't know. I feel like he's tugging at my heartstrings. And I haven't fully got there yet. But I, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm getting closer to that point and it, it, it scares me because I'm like what if what if I don't have the same friends or you know what if they yeah. don't understand you know like when I don't want to go hang out or yeah. I don't want to drink or I wanna, you know yeah. like what's going to happen you know and so it's like I'm trying to like put myself first like may it be two years since I've been in therapy mm. trying to work on myself and learn better communication learn how to receive love so that one day God can send me my person mm. that's going to love me and have a vision for me and my kids. Not even even though Ray's twenty two, still be a role model for him. Even though he has his dad, I want him to see. And it make me emotional. Mm. I want him to see somebody love me, mm. treat his mom well, mm-hmm. and see me treat somebody well. You know what I mean? Because it didn't work out with his dad. It didn't work out with Leona's dad. But I really, honestly, deep down in my heart, don't feel like it was me. I had. Some communication barriers. I don't really know how to communicate all that well, but I have been working towards it. I have been working on it and I practice on my friends now. I practice like a new way of thinking, not making assumptions, sticking to the facts, like not just going with like we can't control that first thought we have about something. But we can control the next one. Because like our reaction to some somebody may say something, you'd be like, this shit get smart. Yeah. But instead of leading and, and, and continuing with reacting. that, reacting with that um, thought, I try to think of something else. Okay, no. Yeah. What reason would she have to get smart? You know yeah. what I mean? I have not done anything to her. She has done to me, you know, to try to. You don't know the rocks in other people's shoes. You know, and so I'm like, I, I'm just trying to learn to do that so that I can like. Liana watching me and I know Ray is too but you know he's Ray kind of setting his ways to a certain extent but I got a girl watching me I don't want her to be as insecure as I was growing up I don't want her to be so self-conscious um and like I said taking things personal feeling like somebody's doing something to her they're not they're not you know mm. like if you get in tune with yourself you won't be feeling like that or thinking like that so She's my motivation for sure. And then even Ray, because I want a woman to be like, boy, your mama taught you well. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, I want him to, to grow up and treat not only his his woman, but his sister. Yeah, yeah. With respect and, and see respect. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What I know, I've just met you, right? <laughs> is I know that you're a good mom. Thank you. That is Thank a priority you. in your life. And listen, you didn't have a perfect upbringing. You mm-hmm. got pregnant as a young teen. 15. I it could have gone a really January, bad way. Got pregnant basically January. Most stories don't turn out like yours. And most people don't care as much as you do, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it important? We'll end on this because okay. we could go on forever. I but <laughs> Why is it important, if you can say it, wrap it up, mm-hmm. for them to see you love a partner and a partner to love you? 
to give them a, an example of what like true love is because they haven't they haven't seen me happy in that way so just seeing like a family dynamic mm-hmm. just to kind of have like a foundation of what they might want when they grow up or mm-hmm. you know right for Ray get a little older I want him to see a successful like love story mm-hmm. I want to see a successful love story I want Leanna to know what it feels like to be loved not just by her brother um but just by a father figure like I don't feel as if they've had a father figure in the home where it was happy. Mm, yeah. And it ain't going to always be happy, but at least the majority of it sure. um, will be happy. So just to have like something to look back on, I, I think I know a couple of people who are like my mom and dad were together. And you no, know, it wasn't all rocky, but I knew them. Like that's an example of what I want. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have that. Yeah. So can I give that to them? Yeah. To just kind of like set a foundation of what true love is. Like, Well, you're you know, doing all the right things to head in that direction. Mm-hmm. That you can't deny. I'm trying. Well, now we got to get you on Match.com or eHarmony. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm, here I am with those nerves. But I'm trying to learn how to like let my nerves get out of the way yeah. and just take a leap and just have like because I hear people tell me stuff but sometimes I will second guess myself it's like why do I need somebody to tell me that girl like you yeah. need to know all the time yeah like not just sometimes you need to know all the time that you're cute that, you that you're worthy yeah so it's yeah. like why wouldn't you you know tr- you trust that you're not gonna go out here and make yourself look crazy yeah like, you don't ever do that I want that to exude off of me yes like, I'm a catch Someone would be lucky to have me. You know, like I need that. And so that's what the therapy is doing for me. Yeah. Um, I'm finally not talking about um, like my relationships and stuff. I'm talking about um, things that I want. Yes, that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. I never did that before. And I'm, I still am getting in my way because I'm like, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I'm still like that people pleaser. I don't yeah. hurt nobody's feelings. But at the same time, I got to live for me. Mm. I, I'm trying to learn to live for me. And what my motto is, is say what I mean and mean what I say unapologetically without being a mm, B. Mm-hmm. Without being a B. You don't even cuss, Larsina. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I cuss a lot. I'm really... You're holding it in. Yeah, okay. I'm holding it in. Because like I tell people, it's a time and a place. Yeah. It's a time and a place. I'm I'm I speak ebonics. I'm so ghetto fabulous. Like, you know, I'm like <laughs> I'm all of that wrapped up, but I still know when to turn it off and when to turn it on. Yeah, okay. okay. So this is something where I'm like, turn it off. But it just it doesn't just spill out of my mouth. I'm like if I'm with my friends, of course I'm just gonna sure. you know. Yeah. But like in this setting, I think I have learned how to it, it's not even popping in my head, like except yeah. when I just was getting rid of like me. <laughs> Because I would just come out and say it, but okay, we're gonna wrap up. Yes, is there anyone that you kind of want to shout out or put a spotlight on that really helped you get where you are today? You mentioned the doctor and the nurse. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone else? Mm-hmm. I have some good friends. Okay, my friend Crystal Walker, my friend Alice Lemons. Um, I met them at different times in my life. Um, my friend Crystal Dudley. I got two crystals that are both light skinned. <laughs> They were both skinny. Like, so I have to say, we call Dudley Walker. So that we, like, when we're all on the phone, I'll say, Crystal, huh? They both saying, huh? So Dudley 
Walker. Is light skinned white? Light skinned is when a, a black guy and a white girl or a black girl and a white guy get together. Sometimes they have lighter skinned kids. Got it. That's light skinned. Got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a little lighter than me is she yellow. <laughs> she is yellow. So yes, Alice Lemons, Crystal Walker. Good friends. Um, Crystal Dudley and my one friend, Lori, may she rest in peace. She was like a second mom to me. And she is the one who first told me when I met her when I was pregnant with Reese in 2013. Um, I met her right before I found out it was a boy. And she was the one who first told me, like, you got to learn to love yourself. Yeah. And I just wasn't knowing what she was saying. I'm like, girl, when I get dressed, I am cute. Like, this is it. She was like, no, Larsena, I need you to learn how to be by yourself. Yeah. If you don't know how to be by yourself, why would anybody want to be with you? Yeah, she's right. You know, like, she would get me through the drama with Ray dad. Because, like, even though we weren't together, he still was very opinionated. Sure. Leanna's dad, that's a whole other Something that I care not to talk about. I don't even think we have enough days to talk about that. But <laughs> so that's not as amicable as Cookie. It's not as friendly. It's not as friendly, but it's crazy because it's, it's still a lot of love. There. I don't know. I, oh I just wish God. he could see how much I care about him, even though we don't have to be together. Like I don't think he knows how to like not have something with me and then still be like the parent. Okay. Okay. And I'm trying because I'm I'm like I'm learning this like let me try this approach, and it's just his own stuff going on in there that I don't think that he even sees me. I don't think he ever saw me anyway for who I was. Mm. But he really you different now. I don't even know who you are anymore. You're right. I am different. You're better. Um, but why don't you try learning the new healed Larcina? Yeah. Well, I need to do that for it. you. Don't. Yeah. You don't. So yes, Lori, right. may she rest in peace. She was like a mom, but that's my dog. Like, even yeah. though she was like in her 50s, like she was, she's older than me, but she could keep up with me. Yeah. Like she would live through my stories. But at the same time, when it was time to talk about something that was really like hurtful to me and just getting through it, it was like a mom. But mm. then sometimes when I would call her a couple of days and she answered, all right, B, <laughs> I'm calling you. You know, it's like a friend then, you know, so it was a friend slash mother figure, but I would, but. Oh, I miss her so much. She passed in November of 2021. Oh, so kind of recent. Kind of recent. And that was my go-to. When I tell mm. you my go-to, Leanna crying too much. Girl, she getting on my nerves. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, that was my go-to. So I really am, like, trying to, like, live with, like, she would help me, like, yeah. process my stuff. And I was struggling. Like, yeah. I, was, I still sometimes struggle, but I think therapy helps me. Oh my but gosh. Lori, like, that's, that's my dog. I got her her picture pops up on my screen, and I'm like, bitch, I'm in <laughs> Well, you're going to be all right. I know that. You are amazing. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I have high hopes for what happens from here on out. And hit her up um, if you want a date, a hot date. But be prepared to pay for the dinner. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking like, who, me? Why? Cena. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. I'm hoping that this breaks me out of my shell yeah. so that I can then, Aaron, been, I've been telling Aaron for the longest, I'm going to go and I'm going to come and volunteer at Young Lives, but I just haven't like got that courage to get yeah. up and do it. And I even prayed and asked God to let this be the gateway to me oh finally calling Aaron and just saying, I'm coming on Thursday. So that way these girls can see I was you. 
You would be perfect. I'm you. You know, I'm you. And so I, I'm hoping that this kind of sparks that and just, just cracks yes. my shell a little bit yes. so I can do it. Because I don't even know what I'm acting shy about. But yeah. I guess... I was always thinking, I don't gotta. When am I gonna go tell them, Aaron? Like, you know, oh my like god, I'm you'd a be great. Around. You know, she was like, still, like when I was working at Myers, still, you still didn't let it stop you from graduating. You still got your own place. You don't go to jail. You're not doing all this. Not judging anybody that does. Yeah, but that's not your story. Like, you still have a success story. But I just kept feeling like I don't really have nothing to talk about. Like, you, you do. Know, so I, I'm hoping this is like the start. And yes. I, I, if Aaron can hear me, I thank you, friend. I thank you, E. Yeah. For like setting me up for this because I really like it. I really, I really am enjoying myself. Oh, I'm so glad. Yes. <laughs> and I finally got past that. I don't sound too bad. No. <laughs> I don't sound that bad. I don't really like to hear myself back. Oh, I, well, I hope this is back. the spring forward for just uh, so much more great things. Me too. Because you're worthy of it all. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, ma'am. Thank you. Bye. For me. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. However your podcast host of choice allows, please positively rate, review, comment, and give all the stars. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, share, and ring that notification bell so you know when the next episode drops. Also, search and follow HyperLocalCU on all social media. If I forgot anything or you need me, visit my website at HyperLocalCU.com. Bye!